welcome to Do the Right Thing, your weekly writing prompt podcast. I'm Alexandra. And I'm Jarvis. The Jarvis and I were aspiring writers with one simple and very common problem. We actually never took the time to sit down and write. Mm-hmm, exactly. So to solve this issue, we're issuing a challenge. Each week, we sit down and write a complete short story using three or four randomly generated words. And then we come on the podcast, we read a story, we talk about what we learned in reading it, and then we talk about the rest of the stories sent in by you wonderful listeners. Exacto mundo on the bundo. We're simply here to help you do the right thing. Do the right thing. A doof doof media media production. production. Yes. Um, Has has your mouth ever just been, like, too wet? (laughs) Uh, I don't believe so. You can take a, a... a couple inches away from the mic, actually. I, I know you, I know. I told you to approach, but you, you can have a little bit more space. For those of us that are just now tuning in, uh, we had mm-hmm. like a three-hour long uh, argument yeah. over this. Argument. Uh, yeah. I both went to um, sleep really, really mm-hmm. angry at yeah. uh, each other um, mm-hmm. because and then someone we, uh, we a- decided to call me a slur. Yeah, uh, in that co- yep. in that Apologies. conversation. Yeah. So we hopped into Clash of Clans mm-hmm. and uh, we one v one in there and yeah. uh, settled it. So I can call mm-hmm. you slurs whenever I want now. So uh, yeah, sadly because you had twenty hog riders. Yeah, and just took down a, all my skeleton it's, troopers. It's the power of privilege. I get to buy more diamonds. So mm-hmm, yeah, honestly, I've never like- played Clash of Clans in my life. <laughs> I it's, also don't it's not, it's say slurs good. that don't apply to me. Yes, typically. I'm. I'm just like wondering, right? Mm-hmm. So, so like each person, right, is born with a set of slurs that they can't. <laughs> so, are they born with them or do they earn them, Jarvis? Ooh, you know, you know why no, do we talk you, about slurs you, so much on this podcast? Because slurs are funny. <laughs> okay, because. <laughs> Because I don't know, I just think like the concept of a word y- used in a in a derogatory way towards a set of people is mm-hmm. just not only showing massive creativity, but mm-hmm. massive creativity in the intersection of bigotry, mm-hmm. which is I don't know. I find it a really I- a really interesting concept, which leads to my question, which is. Mm-hmm. It since every p- person po- probably is either born with or earns a certain a certain set of slurs throughout mm-hmm. their 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 life. Mm-hmm. Why isn't there like a stock market level slur exchange system? Uh huh. To where like uh, a a certain group group of people can like lobby say hey we uh, we would like to change well we would trade this uh, this slur for um this slur. Uh, uh-huh. And then, and then for the next calendar year, that said group group of people can use said slur as long as other group of group of, group of people uses alt slur. I don't know, Jarvis, but but you know what? Uh, I think with that idea, you just you just hit it out of the park. <laughs> Thank you so much to uh, Doof Media for providing us with this sound bar. <laughs> I do wonder if that even shows up in the audio. I don't actually know. I really hope so, because because if it doesn't, oof, this is gonna be confusing. I'll have to I'll have to add it in myself. Mm-hmm. Or just like do it with your mouth. You're right. Do 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 do. It's not quite the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're using ZenCaster, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm pretty sure it's the Aussie boys over on Pale Reflections. They added 
um, some some sound effects f- uh, for them to use, but I think we all get access to them. Nice. So they're, they're just there inviting me to click dramatic piano, um, but I haven't had opportunity to yet. Anyway, we do a podcast here. We do do a podcast um, here. We do do a podcast here where we, we, we talk about writing. One last thing before we get into it. Um, Jarvis, when do you want to do that Neon Genesis Evangelion doofover? Yes. So uh, this upcoming week is midterms for me. I love oh, it. Shit. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, so after. After midterms, uh, which is spring break. I don't really think much is going on spring break here. I think like the most we're going to do is just just like hang out on like a couple of days and like go out and like do something wild, crazy and and, uh, wacky. Mm -hmm. Um, So I will be down to do it the week after next. Um, I would just have to uh, jump, run, skip and jump through um, back through Neon Genesis. So, okay. Okay, you can binge it all in one day. I I did it pretty much. Yeah, so. it's it's a quick show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll, um, I'll probably just just grab like a like a loose Sunday, a lazy Monday okay. or something. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. Um, because I have a lot to to say about it. Um, but okay, what were the words this week? This week's words were wall copyright south and forum and this mm-hmm. week was also the, the last week of February with our great topic of unrequited love. Hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so at the end of this podcast, we'll announce the uh, new theme for the month of March. Exactly. Um, I'm excited for that. But who are we reading this week? Yes, we are going to be reading Walker by Faith with The Crutch. And I think this is the final chapter of this Crutch series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's a good moment to to read it. Um, so this is part of Walker by Faith's uh, Crutch series where we open with this guy named Paul who was suffering from alcoholism he ends up dying and sort of we meet different characters um who sort of deal with the um the aftermath of his his passing um and these two people that knew him Sarah and and Carl get together and have a a kid but the kid is actually uh Paul uh Paul's child and and the last entry with these characters they um uh, Sarah revealed uh Paul is true uh, parentage and that she'd been sort of lying and not not saying that the whole time and uh they sort of took a break in the aftermath of that yeah well can't wait to get into it this is the crutch part seven by walker by faith healed i'm sarah and i'm an alcoholic hi sarah the room echoed in unison Tom, you clearly picked the right topic for me tonight. Page 62. Driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity. That was definitely me. It still is, in many ways. Huh. Sarah laughed sarcastically. Her lips turned down in a frown, even as she did so. (laughs) I could leave a whole two-day forum on the topic, for that matter. Alcohol was just the start of it. It was the first of many crutches that I've been leaning on my whole life. With it, I didn't have to think, didn't have to feel, I didn't have to grow up and be a woman or have any responsibilities. Until there came a time when I hit a wall with it and I couldn't go through it or over it, at least not on my own. Then I met Paul, and for a while he was my crutch instead. It was a short while, granted, but he helped me. 
I didn't know it at the time, not right after he died, leaving me pregnant with our kid. After that, my hundred forms of fear kicked in harder, because how was I going to raise this kid on my own? Luckily, I didn't have to, because Carl, my husband, came along and carried that burden with me. I still had a crutch, and after Polly was born, I had two of them. But I was still driven by those hundred forms of fear. Whoever wrote the big book certainly didn't have a copyright on that, I'll tell you. I know we've all had them at some point. My hundred forms of fear kept me lying, kept me working this program of honesty for years, and it caught up with me. I still have work to do, still have wrongs to right, amends to make, I still have to grow. But that's where this program comes in, one day at a time. That's all I can do. Some things I can never make up for. But for today, I I'm trying. For today, I'm working on making things right with my husband. He's been that crutch, but I know I can't keep using him that way. He deserves better. And just for today, I'm trying to do better. The only way I can do that is to keep working my program, to keep talking to all of you people, working my steps, going to meetings, and learning how to stand on my own two feet. But and anyway, that's all I've got. It's a good topic, and I'm glad to be here. Thank you, Sarah, the room echoed once again. I don't think I can do that whole forgive and forget thing, Carl said. He and Sarah were walking along Beale Street, the mixture of sounds of music and crowds and laughter forming a ceaseless soundtrack as they slowly made their way from the restaurant back toward the parking lot where they had left the car. What do you mean? She asked him after a moment, drawn from her thoughts of Polly. She knew he was safe and likely having a better time tonight than she was. He loved his grandmother, and Audra absolutely spoiled him giving him anything he wanted any time she could. Sarah had been grinning to herself, thinking of it, lost in the thought when Carl had spoken. At his words, however, her brow furrowed and her smile went south, turning down the corners of her lips, long since crinkled from years of smoking cigarettes while she drank. Oh, you know, Carl continued, that whole thing about forgive and forget. I think it's BS. I mean, you can forgive. But can you forget? And honestly, I don't think you should forget at all. I mean, if you forget, you're just going to repeat it, right? I guess so. I haven't really thought about it in a long time. I guess I was just sort of hoping you had forgiven me by now, whether I deserve it or not. Carl turned toward her, taking her hand. The chill of the early spring had finally dissipated, and the night was warm, the sea of bodies going to and fro on the street, between parking and clubs and bars and venues filled with couples and groups traveling the sidewalk in both directions. Leading her by the hand, Carl navigated his way to an unoccupied bench, carefully avoiding colliding with others in the crowd. Look, I'm not trying to beat you up over this, he told her once they were seated. He was looking at her intently, while her head was hanging low, staring at her own feet. For me, the forgiving part comes easily enough. I understand why you did it, especially after what you shared tonight. I get it. I, I've i been there. 
I do forgive you. Hell, I still love you whether you love me or not. I just don't know what you want at this point. And I can't really forget when every time I look at Polly, I'm reminded of the lie. It's just... Look, it's pretty simple. Do you love me or not? That was the question, Sarah thought. That was a million-dollar question. When the fear of the lie coming out had first taken her, she had an answer to that question. No. No. She did not love Carl. Because, as she knew, if she really loved Carl, she would not have been able to lie to him all these years, having him believe that the son he was raising was his, biologically. But when Carl had come home that day and she was forced to tell the truth, she found that it ripped her apart inside. It was not just the fear of being found out or of being thought of a, as a bad person, but the fear of losing Carl had upset her to the point of near hysteria. To the point of near hysteria. Since then, she had plenty of time alone to think about what she felt, what she wanted, what was important to her, and what she was willing to fight for. Alcohol, Paul, Carl, Polly... She had used each of them as a crutch at some point, but when all of that was stripped away and she was forced to stand on her own, she knew what truly mattered to her. Her family. Yes, Carl, I love you very much. She answered him with no hesitation and no trace of a lie on her tongue or in her heart. She looked up at him at last, her eyes swimming in unspilled emotion. Whether you forgive... Whether you forget, whether you will have me back or not, I do love you. Carl pulled her into his embrace, leaning over her to wrap her in his arms. And that's enough for me. Just like the program, we'll take it one day at a time. He pulled back, hunching at the shoulders to look her in the eyes. You see, I wasn't trying to give you a hard time about the forgive and forget thing. All I mean is... It's not forgive and forget, it's forgive and grow. We don't forget what hurt us or how we hurt others, we just grow from it. I forgive you, and maybe one day you'll forgive yourself. Together we can grow from there. Will you do that? Will you grow with me? Sarah knew in that moment, as in so many moments before, how much she truly did not deserve Carl. But in that moment, it also did not matter in the slightest. He was hers as she was his. Not a crutch, but a companion. Yeah, Carl, I can do that. We can do that. Well, all right, all right. I really love this um, entry. I think that it works really well at tying up a lot of loose loose ends from um, other stories within this series. Um, especially how we get the sort of dual narrative telling it from Sarah's per perspective and then Collins. Well, Was I think it's, mm, is it? No, Carl. Well, okay. So it's not dual perspective, right. but, but we he, like, are, he's there and it's, yeah, we're hearing he his is, perspective. Yeah, exactly. So I guess it's still within the, th- the, the third person, but typically with, within the series, we will latch on to one, your character's thoughts and uh, motives, but within this one, we're getting a nice wider view of both of these uh, characters and sort of how 
they are getting through the bomb that uh, Sarah dropped on Carl in uh, in the mm-hmm. last one, I think, um, while while also sort of walking through how both of these people are uh, healing. Sarah, specifically through not not only AA but the collection of lived ex experiences, and this mm-hmm. really did a lot of things for me. I mean it 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 talked about the concept of forgiving and forgetting and i really uh, really agree with where where carl is sort of coming from with this i do feel that at a certain uh at a certain level i feel that he believes this because he is he is personally hurt within this uh, this moment but i do love how carl is able to forgive sarah and the and the and the ending moment is so just sweet and like i just felt that that love hitting hitting even me you know as as i was um reading it you know as as we were getting towards this end where they finally are are able to sort of get past this and uh, come to gather it's just such a sweet and like love and like lovely ending that i really loved and i honestly didn't expect this series a series ripe with like emotional drama to end in a good place Mm -hmm. um so i was very surprised by that yeah um we sort of do have some some callbacks to to prior entries i think um the stuff about carl and and growth particularly calls back to uh his section when he was talking about sort of just you know becoming a better person like he Mm -hmm. he is um and uh yeah growing from you know the the person he was in the past. I, you know maybe forgiving himself for uh, not you know committing to AA and kind of being a liar and stuff, but um, not forgetting that that's sort of the the, the kind of thing that he used to do. Um, and here we kind of have the the same thing. And he's yeah not gonna. I mean it's also kind of a nonsensical idea the idea that you can forget at all really, um, uh, much less that you full on should. But of course, there. I think there's like nuances where people say it, where they mean like, um, just like not you know bringing it up all the time and trying yeah. to put it to to the side. But mm-hmm. yeah. oh yeah, because I'm pretty sure within the actual phrase for forgive and forget, it's never to forget it, but mm-hmm. to treat the other as if that thing did not happen. You know, I guess mm-hmm. moving past it truly. Um, mm-hmm. Which is good to see that both of them are able to sort of do that. Um, hopefully for the long run, but at least within this moment, they are happy. Yeah, yeah, um, and, and growing a bit. Um, what did you think about the 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 that it was in two sections? One being that speech for the AA meeting, and the other one with that conversation with Carl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that. The AA meaning, I think, was a really great lead-in, and a lot of things that Sarah was talking about there is sort of mirrored in in what we see later. So I do sort of understand why these two stories are are next to each each other. I will say that for me, the flow was broken a, a bit, even though I, I do know that sort of seg segmenting your your piece is a really great um, rhetorical device that can um especially when it comes to poetry and more and more of like essay like work um can really add to your overall tone and and purpose of what you are writing um 
so yeah, I think that it was a good tool to to use. It did sort of break the flow for me because I was really getting into that um, really like well thought out and like well uh, and a well put uh, monologue by Sarah. Um, and I do see why both of these sections correlate to each other. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sort of mixed on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I quite like the, the the second section okay. the most that interpersonal conversation. Um, uh, maybe also because I, I am not super familiar with the hundred forms of fear um, oh, okay, and, and yeah, sort sure. of all the connotations and information around that, mm-hmm. um, which is just like a, a reader thing. I, I think a lot of readers yeah. probably do um, know what that is. Um, yeah. But yeah, for me, it was definitely the more interesting part was um you know carl working through his his feelings and and Mm -hmm. also that that reflection that sarah has where she thinks about how in the immediate you know aftermath she wasn't sure she loved carl because like um you know how how could she do something this awful and still love him Mm -hmm. um yeah she must not actually love him um but here she yeah does realize that that she does and um that it's more complicated than than just uh that sort of cause and effect yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, oh, but real, uh, real quick to go back to the segmentation, I I will say that these two two scenes play out kind of similar to a film. I would say, yeah, like uh, I don't know, like like as I was reading the um first section, I saw the the like um the like a uh, AA room, and I saw her sitting there talking as the camera slowly pushes in. Um, and then it just jump, uh, and then it jump mm-hmm. cuts to this uh, conversation with 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 Carl. So I think that it did have a a, a sort of um, cinematic feel to it, um, mm-hmm. which which I did did like. And I will say that the second section does hold a lot more purpose within it because this is a conversation working towards something. Um, working off of what is came be be before, so that we 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 already have this this um this some context that adds tension and purpose to this to the second section. Um, so yeah, I I really love all of it, and I think that this whole series is like a really solid solid series that, especially with a with a couple of um edits and really tying it all together would be a really nice novella to uh, read, I would say. Sure, yeah. I mean, it's basically one already um, mm-hmm. in, in some ways. So, yeah, that's a really cool idea. And that has how those um, ideas have expanded over time over the course of the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like how we, we have um, one sort of hanging thread um, tied off with uh, Audra, the um, mother of, of Paul, and therefore... Polly's like genetic grandmother mm-hmm. um so it just like gets a, a quick little shout out that she's taking care of him which is like a nice implication because it's like um clearly Carl is okay with that right mm-hmm. meaning that even though this was like the the whole like secret getting out thing we sort of have that reflection of like no he still is like Polly's father even if he's mm-hmm. not like you know genetically related or whatever um and so we can have like this connection to his his genetic father without like um any like complications or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah, another connection. Yeah. I um I don't know if I missed it, but is there any indication of of how much time has passed since Carl 
like was told that um Paul that Paul was the real father? I'm not sure, but it, I don't think it's that long. Okay. Like it's it can't be because like yeah, because for yeah. Polly to be spending time with uh, Audra, it, it must have been some sometime after the the last uh, entry, um, or I guess the the last one where the where the conversation happened because that happened on the same day, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It, it could be any uh, uh, amount of time. I was just wondering if it was six months, if it's been like a, mm-hmm. like a whole whole year, and. And specifically, I am sort of asking that to see what has Carl and Sarah been doing in between that time, mm-hmm. the the time before this conversation where they make up. I'm, I'm assuming they've just been fighting. You know, I'm assuming. But again, yeah, it seems like they've been making some some progress. Small progress. Yeah. Like they 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 seem relatively friendly in this one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they're they're never really arguing. And, and, and I mean, yeah, this this seems like it's towards the end of them reconnecting, you know, after this yeah. sort of bomb being dropped. So yeah, yeah. I, so I guess that's like the only question that I have of, about this piece, this really great piece, by the way, is that yeah, what is happening in those middle gaps? You know? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I think it works. Maybe just like a little little hint of yeah. whether I mean, they have or have not been talking, I guess. Yeah, because it, it, it doesn't have, have to be put in here because all of our questions are really answered and then everything is, is, is really tied up. I just know me as a reader um, was sort of wondering that as I was reading. So just, just wanted to put that out there. Cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, is there anything else we want to we want to talk about with the story? Uh no, I think that's about it. Yeah, this whole series has been very effective, emo- emotionally poignant, and I'm really glad that uh, Walk by by Faith brought this to us. Yeah, and it has um a lot of I I like the the, the message that's being approached here and how yes. sort of intentional um that approach is. Mm-hmm, definitely definitely but yeah thank you very much uh walk uh, by faith for submitting your your story um but all right i think it's high time to roll into listener submitted stories so thank you very mm-hmm. much to ace of sword Mor- morgan la a and just stand by me 8460 for submitting <laughs> your story huh just stand by me oh fuck <laughs> No, it's okay. No, I, I'm gonna. I, I'll include it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's funny. I think it's fun. <laughs> but uh, the first story we will be talking about this week is by Ace of Sword with "From the Ground Down." Hmm. Um. Yeah. So this is uh, part of that series with the ogress um, and the man in the forest. Except this time, it's from the perspective of a ghost in the the shrines that the man is taking care of. And so we're just in her perspective. Um, she sort of flashes back to her passing, I think, where I think she was executed. Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but uh, she's like barely corporeal. She's barely existing. This ghost, she's very weak. Um, she just passes through walls like she's not there. Um, and she sees the, the, the man, the heir to the clan, and really, really admires him and wishes that she could be closer to him. And... Also, it seems like lust for him in a, in a ghostly way. Um, 
but uh, she spots the ogress and sort of sees that she is kind of feeling the same thing that this this ogress is also desiring this guy that has sort of been taking care of her in a way um and the ghost sort of wishes that she could give you know uh, advice from one woman to another basically to this ogress but unfortunately she's just not able to um but then we our, our final note is that in the distance the ogress spots a column of smoke implying uh problems on the horizon mm. okay cool cool so yeah i uh enjoy this some entry it's definitely sort of providing us with a new layer to this story and i really love the description throughout this i think that that's definitely the um, mainstay how um, this main character is constantly having to force her herself to, to focus, to focus, uh, which really makes us feel like she's almost like fading away. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I love the, the, the description of this, this piece throughout. I think that's uh, like, as I said, that's definitely the, the best part of this, this story. Um, and yeah, I just think that this is a nice little bridge to, Whatever is uh, happening next, because this is definitely building so- towards a something, especially with a, a column of black smoke over the horizon. So I'm looking forward to seeing what comes next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like this sort of uh, sentiment of her wanting to help the, the ogress. I, I was kind of bummed out that we didn't get to, to see that. Um mm-hmm. Or, you know, some hint of that, perhaps. Uh, like, I, you know, it's making me imagine of like, um, whenever there is some sort of down period and the ogress is just sort of kicking herself for being gross when she doesn't want to be gross. And then she gets like a, a whisper of wind pointing to her uh, where that comb or wh- where that brush is, is hidden um, that, that's mentioned in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it definitely the, the description, um, Asasaur talks about how they took some notes from a comment that uh, Weldbo made on a uh, a reddit thread um talking about how uh he approaches a description from from characters i thought that was pretty interesting as well so if you do want to go see that um it is linked in ace of swords comment um and sort of talking about how um to approach uh the description of characters from a character like a character perspective, like using their description to reveal um, character traits about them and their goals in life and how they view others and etc. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, this is a, a really great piece by uh, Asa Sword, so thank you for submitting. Mm-hmm. And up next is by Morgan Le A with a untitled story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a very short one. In fact, mm-hmm. I think it's short enough that I can just read it. Yeah, yeah, think. it's only like what. Yeah. It's a paragraph, basically. Four lines? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it says, Eons ago, magic could be drawn out of any word that was rare enough. The best words were bought at great price, arranged into rhyming pairs, and hidden away within the hallowed walls of the Great Library to store their power. Unfortunately, sorcerers never suspected the rise of electric forums, or the future's blatant disregard for copyrights. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and then in the bracket they say imagine the three panel comic a la a softer world mm-hmm. and I don't know what a softer world is but I can but, picture a three panel comic yeah yeah um, yeah definitely and I think that's where that's why this is so like punchy you know mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> how Aeon's uh, 
ago there was magic in that it was in the the rarity of a word but through the internet basically and no mm-hmm. one having any re regard for the origin of of certain things the magic has mm-hmm. has lost its power so even though this this is of course a really really short piece it's very punchy um and i do like a lot of the language that is that is at at play here um so yeah i i think that that this is a really nice simple and 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 short piece but is effective mm-hmm. yeah it makes me um imagine what the you know if it was a comic what the images that would go along with it are mm-hmm. um and i'm picturing like the first one it shows the great library all grand and majestic yes. and stuff and then maybe the the last two pictures are like someone casting a spell using these archaic words and expecting you know a crack of thunder or whatever but then like nothing really happens because everyone does that spell oh um okay even if it's like a really complicated whatever it's just mm-hmm. like maybe a little spark. everyone does it see i had the like same first first panel but um then the the second panel is is like someone looking at the like words that are like you know ancient words on their mm-hmm. phone yeah as as they are um looking at a like uh, a like a light bulb that is out and, mm-hmm. and uh, then they will you know say the like the like magic words and then it works, but then the but then the light bulb explodes. Sure, yeah. Okay. At least that's that's what I saw. Okay. And for some reason, it was all in like the Rage comic art style. I don't know. Why. <laughs> okay, that's. I feel like that's that's a little insulting to Morgan Le <sighs> A, perhaps. A A A Rage comics say what you will. Le is Rage the foundation, comics. The foundation of internet culture. Yeah, but like the the bad foundation, the bad yeah, part. I mean, but it's the foundation. Yeah, le le rage, le happy, the troll face. What were those? There would be like five minute videos of just a troll face man doing random, slightly funny things. Yeah, as like there was text, but every word, like before every word, there was a le. So like so yeah. like so like so like it'll be like le le rage turns on le le computer. Yeah. I don't like yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> um, on TikTok, uh, I, I saw multiple videos recently that was like people reenacting scene, um, no. scene culture and being no. like so lol random, Glomsu, XD, Roar, and naming everything Bob because it's so random. Yes. <laughs> I love tacos. Yeah. Who named everything Bob loved tacos. Every Tuesday, she will walk up to me and say, are you ready for taco Tuesday? Yeah. I don't even like tacos. You don't like tacos? No. Wow. It's because my, my interaction with them is the hard shell tacos and I hate those. They're just messy and they don't even taste that good. So Mm, I see. See, I grew up on the soft shell and like, those Mm -hmm. aren't even like, like traditional, but because like, they were like flour. Huh? You're making me want tacos. I thought you said you hated tacos, but yeah, well now I want, now you're going to switch up on us. I have some chipotle sauce. I need something with that. I'll have to figure mm. it out. I've got chicken. 
You got chicken. That's all. That's all I have. That's okay. all. That's all the ingredients I have. Um, the last story we'll talk <laughs> yeah. about this week. The last story we're going to talk about this week is by Just Stand eight four six six. Yeah, just just stand by me eight four six zero with Sarah and the Wolves part two, and this one has the main version that was posted three days ago, mm-hmm. along with a with another take two version that was posted about one day ago mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah um so they received some encouragement from walker by faith and they yep. went back and edited it and sort of put it in a um different style so this is that that story with the chicken that sort of uh likes that wolf that is bad <laughs> it's a bad boy wolf mm-hmm. big bad bad wolf boy um and uh here we just the, the story consists of um, Sarah just being really flustered uh, with the whole thing and sort of just reacting to it. She gets so flustered, she ends up like throwing her hat on the roof by accident. Um, but then is surprised by a knock at the door when it gets returned to her. And it seems like it's been returned to her uh, by Carl. And uh, finally, um, we, we close on her receiving another knock and she's so flustered and angry. She opens the door and there Carl is looking all dejected as Sarah gets all chicken horny. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, but yeah, no, both, both of these, these versions are really solid. Um, biggest thing that I noticed in version two is that version two spent a lot of time um, really sort of displaying all of Sarah's thoughts. And I think that that really did help with the tone mm-hmm. and the flow of, For sure. of this piece. Um, putting those thoughts yeah. from, sorry, but putting those, those pieces from, uh, or, or those thoughts from just being in her head to out loud. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, in the first version, yeah, they were, they were just, they were just in her head in italics along with like a, a, um, bit more text there. But the mm-hmm. second version is a lot more concise. It is, it is, it is to the, the point in it. Uh, and it allows us to be as close as it as into sarah's head without this being a first person narrative which Mm -hmm. i really do do like and i love how like how much we see how sort of anxious sarah is and how she's constantly thinking about this wolf oh he's he's so bad but he's so sexy you know Mm -hmm. um and uh i think that the 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 ending is definitely leading us towards a um a like another entry and i'm i'm interesting to see how this goes Mm -hmm. because of course he's feeling it she's Mm -hmm. probably feeling it Mm -hmm. but he's a wolf and Mm -hmm. she's a bird and she's a a bird yeah yeah bird brained even birds birds are not made they have they have cloacas yeah you know that's and it's a different it's a different organ, mm-hmm. but man. but maybe maybe she just wants to talk and connect mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. cuddle while she feels weak in the knees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't we all feel a little weak, weak in our knees when our when the when the um, wolf man who shook us down for money the other day come, <laughs> comes back to to give us something. <laughs> Yep. Um it does it does inspire a lot of questions on the world building of 
of uh um animal reproduction in in this world. Yes. Um but Mhm. <laughs> all right. Uh let's yeah. that's that's all the stories we're covering this week. Thank yeah. you so much for it. I really like the line um well I'll be dipped in buttermilk as her little exclamation. That's that's something I want to <laughs> note. Um but that is all I have for this story. Yeah, definitely. So, let's give a big old do the right thing. Thank you to everyone who submitted a story. So, thank you very much to Ace of Sword. Thank you. <laughs> That was that was good the way yeah. you, that you said it. Appreciate Even it. Uh, thank you, Morgan Lae. Thank you, Just Stand eight four six zero. And thank you, Walker by Faith. Mm-hmm. And we will also like to say thank you to everyone who submitted a story. Not only, well, to everyone who made a comment. Actually, not <laughs> not only putting a comment under your own story can condense all of your own thoughts for others to read, see, and love. But you are also providing someone else with feedback that can only improve them and you as writers. So, thank you very much to Morgan LaAy, Ace of Sword, Justan8460, and of course, thank you to Walker by Faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was actually some really, really great discussion mm-hmm. and back and forth. Um, it's it's really nice to see the when there's a big like disparity between the number of, of stories and number of, of comments total, because it just means that there was a lot of great discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was like six comments per story, basically, which is, yeah, is which great. is amazing. Honestly, mm-hmm. like good job yeah. on the Proud entire community for that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. If um, you want to be like all these wonderful writers and submit your story to do the right thing, you can do that by going to, this do is the right thing. This is good content. Slash, slash, really slash. Appreciate this. Do the right thing on Reddit and submit your mm-hmm. story. All you have to do is sit down for 30 minutes and write a complete short story using three or four randomly generated words. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. If you want to see the words as soon as they come out, the best place to do that would be to follow us on Twitter at RightThingCast. You can also send us an email at RightThingCast at gmail.com uh, if you have anything to tell us. Um, and of course, you should consider joining, um, um, consider supporting the Duke Media Network that, um, helps make these, uh, episodes and, and helps organize a lot of other things. Um, uh, if you donate $10, um, a month or more, you get access to a lot of bonus content, including Doof After Dark, um, and some... Uh, wonderful bonus content the high ground which are some very humorous episodes um from our aussies um that that they put on and obviously we're we're going to be talking about neon genesis i swear to gosh and to goodness (laughs) that it's gonna happen because i need to talk about it um and i'm very excited too um and there's a lot of other things going on here at doof media so if you haven't checked out um the 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 book club for last month which was termination shock by neil stevenson um consider doing so neil stevenson we've covered a lot of times on the podcast so if you're a fan of him um you can go listen to that episode or some of the episodes of the other um ones of his books that that we have read um there's some other stuff going on all the time at doof media um obviously we have the view from halfway down the other show that i do uh we just covered episode five of bojack horseman it was really really good regarding um diane's um uh family and how bad they are and stuff and it was it was enjoyable um and of course yeah we we have so many other shows on the network consider going to listen to pale in comparison um which uh is a is a uh, where they where they go through pact um with the perspective that that pale brings which is yeah it's very very enjoyable um okay that is all uh, we have for y'all um mm-hmm. let's announce the theme for the month of march and then next week's words sure so 
the theme for next month is tradition. Uh, <laughs> Thank and- you, Elvis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> wait 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 did you did you see that that trailer for the new elvis movie oh it's god awful oh my god i, I was so like much. i was getting really uncomfortable i was just because yeah. they just kept doing the shot of him in like the tent with the revive the black uh revival thing yes. that was going on yeah right and he's just like this one like grimy little white boy mm-hmm. and he's just like having a blast i don't know it's just i i wonder so much how they're gonna tell this story yeah because i don't know yeah sure because like i don't know if y'all y'all know but elvis um almost most to all of his popular songs were stolen Mm -hmm. directly from black artists yeah uh so i wonder how they're gonna do that (laughs) because they like could like tell like a really honest biopic of Mm -hmm. of like elvis through and through because again he he did even though like some of his music was stolen he did live a pretty in a pretty interesting life rockstar life yeah rockstar life but i know the elvis fanatics (laughs) tend to look over or disapprove of that specific telling of history. So I don't know. Yeah, don't it know. is really interesting also, just as like, I don't know, it's been so long since I thought about Elvis, I guess. Yeah. Like, like who, it seems who like... Asked? Yeah, well, it's that, and well, for me, it's not necessarily like, you know, why, I don't know, that, that, that they shouldn't, but just like, it's interesting to me that I just like kind of haven't thought about elvis presley for so long like i feel like when i was growing up there was like constant like references to him in media um Mm -hmm. but those have really really just just faded petered out in the last like 10 years i feel honestly i think it's because like michael jackson filled the same Mm, spot socially that elvis had that's sort of interesting that sort of quintessential super pop star king Mm -hmm. of pop yeah and uh, Michael Jackson will and always will be the uh, king of pop. I think he was set up. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't say that. But um, it's, it's still the jury's still out often. The I think. jury is still out. And the CIA and FBI was definitely investigating him. But but they would before, do that with any famous black person. Yeah, and, exactly that was during the time that they also investigated like um fucking uh martin luther king they inv- they investigated malcolm x they they investigated every prom- prominent black person um to look for dirt because mm-hmm. if they found dirt they would bury that man um yeah. and they either they found dirt or they planted dirt but yada yada, yada whatever but I think that's why Elvis just really isn't in our social conscience. I think honestly, the first and only time that I ever heard about Elvis and like actually liked Elvis was when I first saw Lilo and Stitch. Because like, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Because like, I don't know if if you remember, but Lilo and Stitch was like had a hard on for Elvis. <laughs> I believe it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Okay. I don't know how we how we got on this. <laughs> oh, it's just because the never mind. You know, you know the the, the portrayal of Elvis I do like. It's the one in Forrest Gump where it he stole a dance from a yes! purple boy <laughs> from a boy with polio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I yeah. love it. But um, 
the wonderful month of March's topic will be tradition. Um, mm-hmm. Because in a month filled with a lot of holidays, we're talking about spring break, we're talking about St. Patty's Day, and we're talking about um, – that's about it. These are really like, <laughs> yeah, these are very like third tier uh, <laughs> holidays and special like, times. The like D squad. But, um, it really Saint, is. <laughs> but I always wonder when it came to St. Patrick's Day, right? How far has the tradition of St. Patrick's Day sort of traveled uh, away from its inception, from what it was supposed mm-hmm. to be about? And I think mm-hmm. that that is a really interesting concept to really talk about and write about the concept of tradition, why they are in in place, how they start, and also how they are how they are performed, and to what purpose are they performed in after it's it's already been started. Also, when it comes to breaking tradition, creating new traditions, um, and also how these traditions can can equal parts um, align you with a certain culture, but also alienate you from said culture. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very complex. Very, um, yeah, very there's complex. a lot of different angles to take this, whether it is uh, a piece in support of tradition, uh, talking about um, leaving tradition behind, um, you know, the pros and cons of each. Uh, there's a lot of angles to approach the topic, so I quite like it. The words you will be using next week to write these fantastic stories are head, hold, acceptable, and orchestra. So the head, uh, which is um, it's it's the part that does all the thinking mm-hmm. and organization and stuff. It's where of the your brain body. be? It's where the brain be mm-hmm. and your eyeballs and your nose yeah. and your mouth. Also, also head and your ears. can can um, be described. Hmm? I said, watch it head can be described as the front part of something that's true so that's true. the so the head of the ship perhaps mm-hmm. you can also mm-hmm. head that way mm-hmm. yeah, yeah something can be ahead of you yeah ahead yeah. of you yes 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 um you could do a head count where you're counting heads which yes is just um find out how many people are there mm-hmm. yeah yeah any other meanings of of head that we got no jarvis no, no. I think I There's think no that's, that's all of them. I think that's all. Of them. That's all the meetings. Okay, of, good. Of of head, amazing okay. head. Um, <laughs> the, Shut up. The well, it had to be mentioned. Uh, the uh, next word is hold. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, which is to keep something in place with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or to um, wait. Usually in your arms, but mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily have to be. Yeah, yeah. hold it in place. Um, you can hold you can things. Tell someone to hold up. Yeah, which is we can hold hands. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, acceptable is when um, something is uh, deemed to be okay. Yes, um, and does not does not uh, go need to be changed. Yeah, traditions yeah. possibly. Yeah. Oh yeah, that yeah that works very well. Mm-hmm. Um, last one, orchestra, which is a basically a band. It's just mm-hmm. a band. A band. They do music. A, it's um, a it's a big band of music. Each each person has a section and possibly a different instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, and they yeah. all work together. And um, you can also use it as a verb, orchestrate, which is to organize something really complicated like an orchestra. Oh, orchestrate, yes. So tell me, what um, non-music themed story Fuck. are you going to be writing next week? 
Um, well, there was a uh, surgeon, and they were so smart. Um, they had a really, really, really big head, and um, but their work was not acceptable to the scientific community, um, and so they withheld, uh, withholded his degree, um, and so he orchestrated a brilliant plan to get it back. And so he did surgery on people's brains to turn them into zombies. And then they went and they stole his diploma back. And now he can practice law or uh, practice uh, surgery like he always could legally because he, he stole back his degree. Wow. Okay. I, Using um, brain brain zombies. Brain zombies. That's really cool. I, I didn't know that. I kind of wish that I had known that before I started college. Because if I can just mm-hmm. steal the degree that I yeah. want, yes. yeah, they make it a lot easier, a lot, a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, my story next week is going to is going to involve the head, the headless horseman okay. um who is forced to hold his his head um on in his hands because it can't be on his neck because then he'll just be a normal as horseman and it's not as cool. Um <laughs> uh, but true. uh this is him during his teen years where okay. he he really wanted to join band right okay but his his um father uh papa head um mm-hmm. wanted him to follow suit and and become one of the four horsemen of of, of hell you know it's a wait, family wait, real quick. tradition huh is 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 it papa hell as it or papa head as in like uh like his name is his papa uh in a head or is it pop a head as in like to like sort of like pop a head in your mouth is that his name? Ooh, you see, okay, okay, okay. So it's 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 kind of both, right? So his okay. his name is Papa Head, but he mm-hmm. is known for popping heads in his mouth. Um it because he's all a, up in hell. Right? Yeah, yeah, because he's a massive murderer. Um gotcha. So not really a a a good guy. But um he, uh the younger teenage uh, headless horseman wanted to join band. He wanted to be part of the um, orchestra because he he found that thanks to him being able to move his his his, his head, he can blow a brass a brass instrument like nobody's business. Um, uh-huh. But uh, Papa Head didn't find this acceptable, so. At so so at thirteen, the um, the headless horseman had to fight and kill his papa. Sadly, wow, yeah, that's that's incredible and really really sad mm-hmm. and very um, relatable too. Yeah, I should do the right thing and not include this on the podcast because it makes people too sad. Look, there's even a dramatic piano playing. Wow, <laughs> damn, it's good. This is gonna sound great when it's overlaid. Oh, it's even better with you adding your voice, too. (laughs) Thank you. That's all we got. Goodbye, folks. Bye. See you. lovely 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 words you will be using to write these great stories are i have to roll them yeah do you want to do you want to say with a little less like like slow roll fanfare
What do you What do you mean? Slow a little more pizzazz. Fanfare. I, I think it took would. you like twenty seconds to just say the new words are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. I was trying to to see I if know, um, someone posted yet. Hold on, we're in. I did not. Oh, someone posted them yet? No, someone <laughs> did not. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I, I didn't mean for that to seem seem as passive a, a aggressive as it was. 